This is the Tao of Christ, and I'm Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which church historian Evelyn Underhill called the Unit of Life, and which Richard Rohr calls the Universal Christ, and which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. This is the Tao of Christ. Good morning, this is Marshall Davis. I am a proclaimer of Christian non-duality, and Jesus is my spiritual teacher. The disciples of Jesus called him rabbi. Jesus is my rabbi, which means teacher. Jesus is my Lord, my Savior. He's the Christ. I am comfortable using all these traditional Christian terms, even though my mystical approach to Christianity is not the type you would normally find in your neighborhood church. In India, they use the word guru. Jesus is my guru, even though that may sound strange to Christian ears. It's not important what word is used. It is important to have a spiritual teacher. Left to our own resources, we can easily wander in the wilderness for 40 years and never see the promised land. A lot of spiritual sages have helped me along the way. The Buddha has been very helpful. So has Lao Tzu, author of the Tao Te Ching and the Taoist teacher Zhuangzi. The authors of the Upanishads taught me a lot. Meister Eckhart has been important to me, as has Shankara. I came of age in the 1960s and early 70s. Cultural icons like Alan Watts and Ram Das were important to me at the time, as well as Mahatma Gandhi and Martin Luther King. Aldous Huxley, Houston Smith, Thomas Merton, and Evelyn Underhill have helped. More recently, Ramana Maharshi has illuminated the way, as well as the writings of his disciples. I have learned from all of these, but Jesus is my guru, my teacher, my Lord, my Savior. It is an icon of Christ that hangs on my wall, not a photograph of Ramana or an image of Buddha. Jesus is the one who showed me the kingdom of God. He led me into the kingdom of God. He taught me that the kingdom of God is within and around me. He has done that not just by his teachings written in the Gospels, but more important by his living presence now. Even though Jesus died many centuries ago, as the eternal Christ, he is still present as he promised he would be. That is why I unashamedly call myself a follower of Jesus Christ. I find no contradiction between being a Christian and learning from these other spiritual teachers that I have just mentioned. It's the same gospel being proclaimed by them all. Many Christians would disagree with that. They see religion as a zero-sum game. Another religion's gains are Christianity's losses. They compete with other religions to win souls for their team, and they rejoice when a Muslim or a Hindu becomes a Christian. That has traditionally been the purpose of Christian missions. I see all religions 
as variations on the one eternal gospel, the perennial philosophy. As a Christian pastor, I am not in competition with other faiths. We're on the same team. And yet, I call myself a Christian. I follow the teachings of Christ, who is alive and present today. In the twelfth chapter of the Gospel of John, we see the transition from an emphasis on the teachings of Christ to an emphasis on the life of Christ, in particular, the final week of Jesus' life. We learn from his life, from his example, as well as his words. Chapter 12 opens with Palm Sunday, and the rest of the book brings us through Easter Sunday and beyond. In this chapter, Jesus comments on this shift. He says, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. This was Jesus' way of saying that his death was necessary to move the gospel to the next level. While Christ was one Jewish man living in the first century in Palestine, his ministry and his teachings were limited to that venue. But with his death and glorification, his ministry expanded to all times and places. Jesus says here, And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. The death of Jesus was not just an unfortunate tragedy or a mistake. It was a planned strategy to expand his ministry beyond the lifespan of Jesus of Nazareth. In this chapter, the words glory and glorify are used to describe this transition. Jesus, in this chapter, is struggling with the emotional aspects of his dying. Since he was a human with human feelings, he says, Now my soul has become troubled. What am I to say? Father, save me from this hour? But for this purpose I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. And then a voice came out of heaven. I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. That is the glory of having Jesus as one's spiritual teacher. It is as if we were living in the first century in Palestine. You know, sometimes I hear fellow Christians pining for the old days, you know, for the biblical times and wishing they could have been there and heard Jesus teach with their own ears. Well, we can. It's even better now than then, for Christ is within us. That's the important thing to remember about a spiritual teacher. Regardless of what human teacher you might have, there's only one real teacher. That teacher is within. That teacher is the, the inner Christ, the true self. The human teacher is only useful to direct our attention to the teacher that resides within. And that way the teacher is with us always, and never leaves us. The crowd of people who had gathered for Palm Sunday discussed this with Jesus. The account reads this way. The crowd then answered him, We have heard from the law that the Christ is to remain forever. 
How is it that you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is the Son of Man? So Jesus said to them, For a little while longer the light is among you. Walk while you have the light, so that darkness will not overtake you. Also, the one who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, so that you may become sons of light. Here Jesus is talking about his forthcoming death, which he compares to darkness falling. That picks up on the theme in the very beginning of the gospel in the prologue, which I call John's Christmas poem. The prologue says the light was coming into the world in Jesus. It says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not put it out. I put that verse on our Christmas cards this year. Not even the execution of Jesus was able to extinguish the light. That is because Jesus taught us to be sons and daughters of the light. We are the light of the world. The light that shines in the darkness shines within us. The teacher is within. Human teachers come and go. They are born and they die. The eternal teacher is not born and does not die. This teacher does not come and go. This teacher is always present. Good spiritual teachers point us to that one teacher. They do not desire to be worshipped or served. A true teacher points to the teacher within. True teachers work themselves out of a job. That is why it's all right when they die. Death is just another opportunity to teach that the real teacher does not die. That is the meaning of the resurrection of Jesus, which is what the second half of the Gospel of John leads up to. The resurrection of Jesus is a dramatic way of saying that the teacher cannot die. Not really. A teacher's body can die, but the teacher does not die. As Christ promised after the resurrection, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. Back now to the importance of a spiritual teacher. Without some type of spiritual director or spiritual guide to point us in the right direction, we are at the mercy of our body and our mind. Our ego will pull us in all sorts of directions. The ego, the false self, will do anything to deceive us in order to remain in control of our lives. Left to our own resources, we deceive ourselves. That is why it's important to have someone outside of us to show the way. It's the same reason that counselors and therapists are helpful to guide us to psychological health. We need someone who is spiritually mature enough to direct us to the teacher within. Human teachers are not perfect. We must not mistake them for such and deify them. If you do, they will disappoint you. But if you find a genuine teacher, they are useful to point us to the one who is perfect. But be careful, there are a lot of spiritual con men and women and greedy gurus out there. There are a lot of so-called spiritual teachers who use their position to feed their ego 
and body. As Jesus said, you will know them by their fruits. All spiritual teachers throughout the ages in all the different spiritual traditions are, in essence, the same spiritual teacher. Jesus calls this inner teacher the Father. He says, For I did not speak on my own, but the Father who sent me has given me what to say and what to speak. The things I speak, I speak just as the Father told me. There is only one teacher speaking through human teachers. It's just a matter of recognizing this voice and following this teacher. I call this inner teacher Jesus Christ. And that's it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ. Mm-hmm.